your cat wants to know why he doesn't have an advent calendar. I think that's what's happening. Oh my god, Larry. (laughs) I go out of the room. Damn it, Larry. I'm Ann McNamee Keels. And I'm Stephanie Shavera. And this is Lapsed. A podcast. A podcast. I can't even talk. I'm so sorry, everybody. A podcast about growing up Catholic. And today we're going to talk about Advent. We are. And we're in it. We're in Advent. We're in it. I think you and I are both feeling like it's a little bit of a frazzled Advent moment for both of us right now. I'm currently in between and moving. And so we've got kind of Christmas set up at two houses currently, oh. which is a privileged situation to be in, I suppose. Well, in a way, but also that sounds really like a lot. Yeah. We've had a, lo- a crazy year. And one of my uncles who passed, it was my cousin's last surviving parent. Mm. So they're going to stay in our one of the houses for Christmas. Oh, and so nice. I want to make sure it's like set up for them because they don't have yeah. parents. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's that and all the Christmas shows uh, that I'm attempting to do. Oh, my gosh. If NYU would just please stop calling me for donations, that oh would be great. Oh, my gosh. That, I was on a Zoom last <laughs> night and that exact same thing happened. I don't know if it was NYU, but it was a similar – somebody who'd been to theater school and said, oh, that's a, that's a call I for a donation. I am never to going to give – NYU never ever 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 <laughs> ever ever I took my money they had my yeah. money that's it hello person who studied theater in our program that's insanely expensive you have money to burn right <laughs> they should make a note of who was in the theater department I know you never really to call should. them ever uh, <laughs> okay back to-, <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled programming read the room NYU uh, right Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, Anne, do you do an (laughs) Advent calendar with your children? We are Advent calendar central this year. We have (laughs) – so, technically, we started out with six Advent calendars. What? In your one house? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go through them. My kids are really into Advent and – well, specifically, just the countdown element of it. They don't know what Advent is, but the countdown element of things. I mean, who doesn't want to count down? Exactly. And they're not calling it Advent. They're calling it like – so Henry's really into the song The First Day of Christmas, and he says – he's four. And so he says a lot of the lyrics wrong, and then he at the end he says, Anna – what does he say? And a parse in a fair tree is what he says. And a parse in a fair tree. I don't know what a parse is, but I will not correct a him. A parse. I'm like, nobody correct him. That's It's parse from now on. Um, it in is. A fa- in a fair tree. I love it. So we have two, two chocolate advent calendars, one for each child, obviously. Then we have two dog advent calendars that we got this year. For one for puppy? each dog. Yes. Because they're neglected. You know, in a house with two kids, the dogs don't get enough attention. So we always get our dog the advent calendar after Christmas when it's like $2 Ooh. at pet. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what was I thinking? Here – I was in Trader Joe's and I was like, I saw the dog advent calendars and we actually checked out and then ran back in because Henry wanted to get them. And I was like, yeah, I think those are like a big ticket Trader Joe's item that like, yeah, you know, so. So get it while you can. But it's smarter to get it after. That is smart. 
My cat is losing his damn mind. Your cat wants to know why he doesn't have an advent calendar. I think that's what's happening. Oh, my God. Larry? (laughs) I go out of the room. Damn it, Larry. (laughs) He always wants to be. I did not know your cat's name is Larry. Larry, which just works. (laughs) It's perfect. That's the most perfect cat name. You found it. He's like, "Um, you're having a party and I wasn't invited. I don't understand. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> okay so okay you got your i know larry would he would vomit if he had an advent cat that's too many treats for that cat <laughs> yeah too much okay so our we have two uh, dog advent calendars two kid advent calendars and then we have a um like a it's not even it's just one of the fabric ones that hangs where you like move the santa to the different oh. window each day you know okay. and then my mom <laughs> my mom got them she only got them one first of all and she was like it's a it's a grinch advent calendar like, thank you, Nan. But also, I don't know what kind of like discount back alley establishment she bought it at. Dollar store. It was all full of like styrofoam and like the door. So like styrofoam was flying out every time we opened it. And then no. we got like a Santa and I was like, okay. And then we got like a dabbing Santa and I was like, that's weird. And then we got like a ghost and I was like, hold on. A so we just ghost? opened it up. There's like Halloween, like jack-o'-lanterns. This is clearly... <laughs> And when you look at the Grinch image, when you look at the Grinch image, it's all like weird and pixelated. So this is like an off, off brand, like made in China. <laughs> Clearly, oh, someone who does this. Oh, I, I think the only calendar I want now is for me. No idea what's going on. I would love it so it's much. So it's absolutely illegally created because they <laughs> are using copyrighted <sighs> images of the Grinch. But the Grinches that are in there are like terrifying looking. And then there's just like random, yeah, random pumpkins and stuff. So I was going to say like a good Grinch advent calendar would be like bad stuff, like broken glass. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be that true. Would be- or even like the Who's and Whoville. And I think that's what was on the back was like the pictures of the Who's and Whoville. But when you actually <laughs> opened it up, it was like jack-o'-lanterns so (laughs) which is on to be fair you know we're i grew up with a very discount bargain bin sensibility so i just think that's what happened i i don't know where this that's amazing we just decided we just dumped all the pieces out and they're like in a bowl right now my kids didn't want to get i was like we do not need to keep they want to keep it so i'm throwing it out secretly anyone who comes to visit you they can like take a weird advent (laughs) treat on your way out do you have an advent calendar we don't um no your dogs will have one later They'll have your, one after Christmas. Your baby's too little. He's too little I, for I'm, a chocolate. I'm not doing right chocolate. Now. No, no, no. Um, we could do some. I just feel like anything that could fit in an advent calendar is like a choking a hazard. choking hazard. They don't. <laughs> it's just it's not, not, not suitable for toddlers. No. No. We had one when growing up that was like this stack of boxes. And Ooh. so and my mom had to fill it up. That's fun. So it was like it was like a nice like a Kleenex like a travel Kleenex size box so it could fit a okay. lot of different things. Yeah. And we went in birth order so it was like, you know, 1 2 3 1 2 3 whatever. Um so my mom had to sort of plan it all out. I think it was way too much work. I don't know why she did that to herself. Sounds like a lot of work, but good for her. But it was great. Yeah. I mean, that's pre-elf on the shelf days. So that's the hardest thing she probably had to do. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We also don't. <laughs> Sorry, mom. No, you that. a lot. No, I'm not. That's not happening in my house. I say that. I mean, who knows what I'm going to cave to growing up? But I don't think I right. want that. 
I if my kids happening. were begging for it, it might. But they have discovered there's like a franchise of show of like little short movies or shows or yeah. something about the elf on the shelf, and they do watch that, but mm-hmm. they don't seem interested in the elf living in our no. house. So that's good news. That's very good news. I've seen some. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I sign into Instagram and, I'm, and there's stuff on there with this elf, and I'm like, "Why is everyone doing this to themselves? <laughs> Sounds horrifying." I am not into it. No. Plus, the elf is a narc. He like tells right? Santa when you're naughty. I don't. We don't do the naughty nice. No, stuff, I don't. So. I think more and more people aren't, which is great. Do you make your kids take a picture with Santa? No, I offer, and every year they have said no. Yeah, someone asked if I was doing it. This year, and I was like, I think this is prime, like, just make a baby scream age. Like, I'm not, yeah. I would not, I don't think I want to. No. There's a really, really cool place here called Craniacs, which is the last name of the people who started it, Craniacs. And they do oh. Easter land and then Christmas land. And it's just like these, it's these different room displays, and you get to see them, and they're all these themes and they're elaborate. And it's part of like Christmas tradition around here to go yeah, see the Craniacs displays. Yeah, that would be fun. And at the end of that, there's a Santa. So I think I'll go. He loves looking at lights. Like every morning when we come downstairs, Xavier points at the tree and just laughs for like five minutes. Oh, and he looks at me like, have you seen this? Come on. And just like, ah, ha, 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 like slapping his knee. It's There's a tree in our house. What is happening? That's amazing. I do this ASL thing for Christmas tree. And he just like, it's like more and more. Do it more. I'm like, okay. So we'll try it. But. He'll he'll make the call if he wants to go up to the sure. moon in red or not. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like doing that. I just did have a memory come up on my Facebook of um the year that the settlement house where you and I used to work, they yeah. did a caroling thing. They probably still do. They did a caroling thing every year. So I like I remember what a hustle it was to like get Mac all packed up. It was very cold. He was little. He was probably like three. Yeah, it was pre-Henry. And uh, get him in the car and get across the city and, like, jump in line with the carolers. And, well, I should say, I'm just going to say, uh, the real Santa couldn't make it. But our <laughs> my, my co-worker at the time was Santa and uh-huh. was dressed as Santa. So when we joined the lineup... There was Santa, and he said he was like, "Oh, hello, Mac. I've been waiting for you. What do you want for Christmas?" And I was like, "Well, if that isn't magical, that Santa happens to know Mac's name." And Mac was like a little. He didn't like. He stayed in his stroller, but he, we got like a picture and like a fist bump and stuff that year. That's okay. the only somewhat pretty good. Yeah, we are we're very Santa optional around here. We're very laid mm-hmm. back. Very nice. Well, I wanted to do a sort of deep dive into Advent uh, to celebrate the season. Yes. So like, I guess I, the first asterisk uh, I should should say to you and our listeners is that it's not very Catholic. Advent? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, really? Because Catholics, they definitely took it on. Yeah. Oh, full Catholic now. Oh. But like, it's still this way of being raised Catholic. I really... <laughs> I'm so ignorant about most Protestant religions. Um, Me too. I just, or non-Catholic Christians, I just, I'm like, you guys don't do all the, pa- like, that's our thing. We do pageantry. Like, we do the, right. <laughs> also, like, everything, it was like, I assume most things were either, like, Catholic or Orthodox or both before they branched off into the other things. Right. So that's right. always my assumption. But sometimes that's not how it works. Sometimes things went from Catholic and then they broke off into Protestants. And then the Protestants create the thing and the Catholics are like, actually, we like that thing. 
Exactly. Is that what happened? Kind, kind of. Okay. Here's so far. It started with German Lutherans. It keeps coming back to the Lutherans. Emmy and Natalia. I know. I was like Emmy and Natalia. They'd be so happy about it. But I, I mean, I feel like if you really, if you were in a trivia situation, if you had to think, okay, <laughs> who did the Christmas tradition that we like? It's Germany. Like has a lock on Christmas. Yes, that's what I think so too. I mean. Like the Chris Kindle mark, I don't know if I just assume cute Christmassy things are kind of German. German. Yeah, it's German. Most Christmas things we like are German. In the U.S., Germany, we're big fans of the, your your stuff, right? So, I mean, there's like the whole history of Advent itself, but um, but basically around the mid 1800s, it seems like when families had enough time, like started to have leisure time, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. German families started counting down the days to Christmas, and sometimes it was just tally marks on a door. Um, some families got creative and made clocks, stuff like that, like little countdown clocks. And it's basically, everyone's like, it just took forever to get to Christmas. And so they just needed something to, I just feel like the the days got dark and people were like, we need some way to survive. So they started this. This is fully my feeling. I do. Yeah. You know what? I'm like the least churchy person. And I'm like, it's Advent because I need something. We have to do something right now. It's too dark and too yucky. Um, but then there's this guy named Gerhard Lang. Um, and I guess his mom was pretty creative. And she made this like thing with doors that opened for him. And he thought it was really awesome. And so he started making them and producing them for people and eventually putting like cookies and chocolates and stuff in them. He was like super, super into it. <laughs> but if we weren't for Gerhard, we might not have them as we have them today. The advent calendars. Advent, ca- the way, like the doors opening kind of Got thing. It. Like they were but like. Advent way- was the thing with like the wreaths and the candles. Do we know when that started? It was about fasting. and It was like anti-celebration. Yeah. It was I more think. like Lent maybe. Yeah, it was like let's let's prepare our bodies for the coming of Jesus, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think there were wreaths and light because the Swedish we, we covered that in a previous episode. Yeah, Saint Lucia, all, right? It was like yeah, it was and the trees were from the Lutherans. Germany. The Christmas trees were the German Lutherans, <laughs> right? Yeah, in America. And then some Catholics brought some stuff. Because in America, it was, like, not celebrated much back in, like- Right. Yeah. No, no. So, so this all this German Advent stuff is, like, bef- like early 1900s, or late 1800s, early, early 1900s. That's how late it's even starting. It's not that long ago. No. So this is <laughs> my weird sidebar. I couldn't stop researching this. So I'll tell you about how it came to America eventually. But okay. so Gerhard trying to produce these things, right? And then like 1930s Germany, not great financially for most people mm-hmm. and or most people around the world, but Germany was pretty rough. And but he kept like he's like I got to make these advent calendars. And like it wasn't until 1940 him. that he finally was just like I can't afford to do this anymore. But yeah. One article I read just said he was like relentless in his pursuit. Despite the financial hardship, he would not stop making advent calendars. You know, you got to have a dream. Yeah. Yeah. But so 1940, he couldn't afford it anymore. And then then there's like a little twist and a turn because then the Nazis step in. So one of the things they did, because what part of their thing is they wanted to make Christmas not 
Christian, but more German. The Nazis? Yeah. So there's like all these things they had to change. So one of the big ones, which is really difficult, the Christmas tree itself, you know, has a star on top of it. Yeah. And so it's usually, it was either the six pointed star of David, which is a Jewish symbol, Mm -hmm. or a five pointed star, which someone says related back to the Bolsheviks. Which I didn't do the research about why the five-pointed star is a Bolshevik symbol. So I need to look into that. But basically, they're like, we can't do stars. Nazis don't like stars. They were like, we need to have swastikas on top of Christmas trees. Oh, my God. That's a horrifying mental image. I know. Just like just like really twisted. Yeah. They also swapped out the advent wreath. They so they wanted to make it more about the solstice, so they like changed the timing of oh Christmas because solstice was more pagan, which was more about the Germanic mythology of their greatness. Is this why when you like get into pagany stuff, sometimes you find Nazis? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I don't know. Think I know exactly what you're talking. I mean, about. it's sort of like. I think I'm, I'm thinking about like social media and stuff like a lot of things. There's other like crunchy living and stuff, but also right. like sometimes you find people who are like, I feel like some people come to um, being interested in pagan stuff because they're like, well, I'm interested in like non-Christian spirituality and I was raised Christian. So I'm trying to go back to the roots of like whatever right. my ethnic people are pre-Christianity. So whatever you, the Europeans in this particular place were doing pre-Christianity and like you go down that rabbit hole and all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh no, there's Nazis. Like there's white supremacists. Why? Why are they here? Why are they? No, who invited them? I mean, they're all, they're everywhere. Yeah. I'm just, this is like connecting those dots. Yeah. I think a lot of, especially Norse and Germanic and Saxon mythology is yeah. about trying to be like, this is all white. Cause even at some level you have to admit Jesus was from the Middle East or Northern Africa, you know, like- Right. That's where Christianity is from and he was Jewish is the problem Yeah, for that group of people. So they were like, well, we'll just circumvent Jesus and go back to pre-Jesus and we have our own gods. And I think that's a large part of it. Got it. Gross. Yeah. So they even like replaced St. Nicholas. I wasn't prepared for this. All the Nazism involved. I know. I'm sorry. I just, it's like, okay. I, it's, I'm just like a weird side tangent because yeah. it's like part of the weird. I didn't think about Nazis in Christmas. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I know. Christmas. But it kind of sets up the part for the next. It sets me up because for my like what moment. Okay. So there's anyway, they replace St. Nick with Wotan, what, Watan, which is basically Odin, which is basically Wednesday from Norse religions. Um that's who they replaced St. Nick with. And then the advent calendar. So the printing of most anything not Nazi stopped during the war because of the war effort. So they needed all of the paper for themselves. So it's one of the reason advent calendars went away. Oh, no. And then they decided to replace it with a national socialist calendar. Um, so like, I think you'd open up a door and color in a swastika or something. This is, this is all so awful so that happened so so advent calendar 
like Germanic Lutheran chocolates came into it. People were happy. Depression happened. They could barely keep it going. And then the Nazis were like, Oh, the calendar is a good way to just put some more propaganda type of a thing. Stuff of our propaganda in there to the everybody's thing. And then the next big moment for advent calendars is when they came to the United States. Oh, so there's another guy. Where's his name? Richard Selmer. He was a German publisher. And in 1946, so, you know, right as the war ended, mm-hmm. he revived the idea of the Christian advent calendar. And he right. partnered with President Dwight D. Eisenhower and set wow. up a charity for the National Epilepsy Society. And Eisenhower's grandkids opened up a, an advent calendar for the public. It was like a PR stunt. And it was like the first known big advent oh. calendar and then not ever since then so selmer is now like his company produces more than a million calendars a year for 25 countries he's the general secretary of father christmas is a thing he's known as but that so like it's just crazy to me that that soon after my understanding of post world war ii was that like most things german weren't welcome mm-hmm, right in america I mean, in a hateful way, as well as in a way like, oh, I mean, is it Nazi? Is it not? Like, right. there was wariness right. around yes. Germanic stuff. Yeah, for sure. So it's crazy to me that by 1946, we're like, yes, we're on, we're in the advent calendars, which was used as a German propaganda thing, but it wasn't really, they co-opted it and now it's there. And then it was re kind of claimed wow i had no idea and then basically ever since then it's just gotten crazier and crazier and crazier with like you know the crazy stuff you there's whiskey advent calendars and there's like there's like sephora ones with like fancy face creams and things i mean it's just capitalism gone run rampant All but- capitalism I, that's why I like our little fabric one, because it's just a countdown. I mean, the kids like the chocolate one, and I understand. But even the chocolate's kind of basic. It's just, they're just tiny little. They're not great candies. chocolate, usually. No, they're not. <laughs> I don't know how they eat them, frankly. I'm like, no, thank you. No, I don't want that milk chocolate. But I mean, there are other ways of doing it. So there are other kinds of advent calendars that I didn't know about, but there's ones where you can add stuff to it as opposed to taking doors out. So it like mm. builds something. Oh, that's I fun. think... I kind of remember at some point we used to add a piece of the manger set throughout Advent until the last piece. We we didn't put Je- – I don't know if you did this. We didn't put Jesus in the manger until Christmas Day. Like he wasn't allowed in the manger. Oh, yeah. So we would add a piece every – I don't – I mean we had more than four pieces, but we had fewer than 24. So I don't know what our when we decided to put the pieces in. Because there's always a cow and a sheep and a horse or a donkey. And Mary, Angel, Three Wise. It's not enough pieces to do it, but I think we added to it the whole. Well, that's fun. I like that. And then there's other things. You know, there's some people who are, who I guess are good Christians <laughs> who are participating in capitalism where they'll read like a, they'll, the door just oh, has a scripture verse in it that you have to reflect on every day. Sure, to make it more know. actually Christian y. Right, right, right. There's some crazy ones. So I just wanted to like tell you about a couple of the ones I read about that were wild to me. A lot of them they had early on in the advent, probably in Gerhardt's time, you had you could get a piece of something for each door, and it would build a house and like kind of like a gingerbready type house. I love it. That is fun. 
this one just sounds dangerous. <laughs> okay. So this one says starting on the 1st of December, a window would be opened each night. And on the 24th, the front door would be open. And each door, you put a candle inside of it. That does sound dangerous. But people used candles, you know. Were in trees. They were, they were candles people on everything. Yeah. So there's a town hall in Gigenbach, Germany. They transform the town hall into a life-sized advent calendar, which is called the world's largest advent. Um, and it's a big deal for people to see what they're going to do this year. These are the two crazy, one or two of the craziest ones. One of the most expensive advent calendars to ever be made was a four-foot-tall Christmas tree-shaped structure carved from wood. It was available through Harrods, the British department store, in 2007, and it was priced at $50,000. What? Each component had organic chocolate. The proceeds did support the cocoa farmers in Belize. Okay. Did people purchase that? It, it seems as though, yes. Okay, and then I think last year, and this is last year, topping the Herod's 2007 calendar was the Tiffany Advent calendar. Ooh. You get diamond earrings and perfume. It comes in Tiffany's iconic blue color, and it is $112,000. Well, this sure feels like we've gotten away from the true spirit of Christmas. And that's not benefiting anybody except Tiffany's. So there's that. My favorite one, however, is that there is, and I've seen this before, um, the Hubble Space Telescope has an advent calendar. Oh. (laughs) The Atlantic assembles an image from Hubble one a day up until December 25th. And they're just gorgeous pictures of our solar system and beyond. Oh, well, that's fun. So... Yeah, and there was also, there's a lot of, like, living advent calendars, which is, like, everyday people, like, go and stand in place and, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that episode of Bob's Burgers. I'm not a Bob's Burgers person, (laughs) although I know a lot of people who are. I am a big Bob's Burgers person, but, yeah, they have, like, a window display episode where, like, there's a guy that thinks he's a mannequin. It's a long story. Um, But he... (laughs) Puts together like a living picture every day leading up to Christmas. Well, that's fun. So there's that. So that's your brief uh, ride (laughs) through the Advent calendar. That's Advent calendars. I mean, I looked it up like what's the Catholic connection? And basically it's just a bunch of different missives from different Catholic establishments saying Advent calendars are are okay by us. (laughs) There's nothing particularly – I mean, there's one, the U.S. Council of Bishops, what um, USCCB, yeah. um, they said the advent calendar is, since it's so secularly popular, yeah, it's a good way to indoctrinate people. Oh, cool. So that's one little tip they have for people if they want to, if you want to get oh, to Jesus's message. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. But really, I mean, most Catholic advent stuff doesn't have as much to do with chocolate, unfortunately. No. No. Yeah, I mean, the big thing that I read about was that it used to be a time of fasting, which I don't even remember my grandma fasting during Advent. I mean, Lent, yes, but I don't know that anyone's really fasting. I think that was like a long, long time ago. When I started looking up Advent stuff, it was saying like in the 400s or something that was like, it was like a monk thing or I don't know, monks did things. Monks were always fasting, I'm sure. I mean, right. Like, so the arbitrary decision of Jesus's birth. I mean, so it's hard to like 
figure like obviously most of these are secular in nature because they're about the solstice to begin with um, right and then we're just adding meaning to that through our different lenses I would have liked when I was a child if everyone was like oh my gosh the 24 days leading up to your birthday we're gonna have like a mini celebration and get you pumped up <laughs> Like, that would be it's exciting. really about pumping people up for a long time. So it's not just one day. It's this much bigger, larger thing, which is great because, again, it's dark. And if we don't do something, what are we going to do with ourselves? Are you, like, personally an Advent Christmas season type person? Are you? Do you get into all of it in terms of, like, music and, yeah? I love Christmas lighthouses. Like, we used to go, like, light hunting Oh, as yeah. a family, uh, even now, since the sun is setting so early, I'm taking Xavier on some drives. I'm like, look at the light. I love lights. That's fun. I'm not a big fan of the inflatables, if I'm being honest. They're not ideal, but you know what? The kids love them. They're much easier to store. Yeah, and mm. and the kids love them. We just had we saw some dinosaur ones today, and Henry was yeah. so excited. It's it, they right. Are, they're easy to store. I do understand them. So you know those big giant skeletons that are oh yeah. I now? thought are, I knew you were going to ask about the skeletons for some. Everyone's reason. turning yeah. them into like Christmas things now. They're just leaving them up. Yeah, they're all decked out. They're like pretty terrifying. They're so huge. You don't really count down to Halloween as much. So let's like if I'm going to put it up, I'm going to keep it up. I guess yeah, that's why it's probably a big pain to take down, and you got to store it somewhere. It's just easier to keep it up. I remember growing up, I really enjoyed Advent masses because. They were pretty and the lights were always a little bit dimmer because you're like waiting yeah. for the light of God. Right. And there's candles and there's purple and I just – and there's poinsettias everywhere. Like you don't get to see that many flowers except for like a, a Easter Sunday there's flowers. But just it feels prettier and like the stories are more – like readings are more like stories I can follow. <laughs> it's not just right. like Peter and Paul saying things at me. I was like, oh, yeah, it's good storytelling. I really in enjoyed that. And I love – we have some interesting Christmas – Vince Garaldi's on, like, a lot around here. I'll say that. Like, there's a lot of Vince. But other than that, we're not too crazy. I, like, need something when it starts getting so mm -hmm. dark and depressing, especially, like, in the Midwest. It just gets so – So dark. It's so dark so early. It feels like midnight by, like, 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. I have to keep my kid going for a few more hours, and it's just – this is the time of year every year where I'm like, maybe we should move yeah, to a warmer place. Do you know the weird thing happening with Advent this year? The Sunday thing? Yes. Yeah, I do know about it because there's a mass uproar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I only paid attention to it because um, Natalia and, and Emmy, we love you, because I listened to their most recent episode. Oh, yeah. And they brought that up. It's, I think it's a real head scratcher or and kind of like an irritation for clergy, I'm sure, and folks at churches. Yeah. So Christmas Eve is on a Sunday this year. So you have to like bump Advent or combine it or. Yes. Which the Methodist church I go to is combining it. But it's I'm bummed because normally our church. So the thing I like is they do have like a family service. The first year we went to our church for Christmas, we went to like the evening service because it seemed like it was going to be fun. And it was, but it was very long and not like child friendly in any way. 
Mm-hmm. So then there's a family service. So we're, we've been going to that. It's not in the actual church. It's in like a separate room, which I don't love, but they have like a giant nativity set up usually. And it's like more interactive and the kids mm-hmm. all get to do fun things. But I think they're not doing it this year because they like there's not time for like a morning service and a family service and an evening service. So they're having the family service as the morning service, I think, or like combining the two. It's not, it's fine, but you know, it's not the same. No. Uh, yeah. So it's a weird thing. When we need something to last, you kind of like, exactly helps us to keep like getting pumped up, but it also like makes it the sweetness last longer. We just really cherish it. And when you have to squish it all in or something, you just kind of feel cheated. I the kids and I decided this year that Christmas season was starting on the way home from th- our Thanksgiving festivities at my mom's Love house. It. That was like the plan. But they specifically are very into the chipmunks this year, so they were like, "We are listening to nothing but chipmunks Christmas songs on the Oof. whole way home." So I was like, "Well, <laughs> okay, here we go." So we're real. They're into the chipmunks and they're into um really into peanuts. Charlie Brown, it's the best. stuff. So that's those have been the two. Mm-hmm. Which I don't hate. Yeah, those are good ones. I do like to spend like my evenings in December watching Christmas movies as opposed to, I mean, it takes me like five days to watch a movie anymore. It's like a a half hour, 45 minutes at a time. I love me some Elf and that's part, I guess that's part of my advent. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you know how old that movie is now? (sighs) No. How old? It's 20 years old. Oh my God, I'm old. I know. That's how I feel. All right, I'm going to make us be a little extra Catholicy for a second and t- we're good stuff you and I are going to take a quick advent quiz. Yes. The answer key is separate. So cuz they okay. they don't want you to be able to cheat, that's for sure. Catholic school 101 no cheating. Okay. This is from catechist.com and I guess it was originally published in Catechist magazine. Did you know there's a Catechist magazine? No. Neither did I, but apparently there is. I want to know how often it comes out. So this was created by David O'Brien, who's a faith formation director at St. Timothy Church in Florida, teaches theology at St. Leo University, and he's the author of There's a Beer in My Handbag, colon, Unusual (laughs) Thoughts About Everyday Faith, which leaves me with more questions than answers, I'll say. Yeah, beer in my handbag. Like, what, what does that mean? I want to know everything. Why? Why is there a beer in your handbag? And Right? All right. So number one stuff, let's figure this out. Number one, what's the first season of the church calendar? Is it Lent, Advent, Easter, or Christmas? I'm irritated with the, the choices he gives you. The first season of the church calendar. I want to say Lent because it's the earliest, but it does but I feel like in terms of Jesus's life, Advent, so I'm going to go with Advent. I'm also going to go with Advent. And yeah, it's Advent. Woo! Okay. The church retells the story of God becoming human. Yeah. So it's the first, it's the, it's the new year in the Catholic okay. church. Happy new year. The readings at mass for the first weeks of Advent focus on Jesus's second coming and the judgment of the world. True or false? False. Yeah. That is weird. I'm going to say false, but it's, maybe it's true. This is something we've talked about. Like Catholics aren't big on like Jesus is coming back and going to judge the world. Like, no. There's some evangelicals who grew up like the rap. Like Jesus could come back anytime. I don't feel like that's something Catholics are thinking. They're not like, is Jesus back? We don't see that happening anytime soon. It's like the Jehovah's Witness. 
right? Yeah. Like only a certain amount of people are coming in and you'll figure out when Jesus comes back. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some terrifying stuff from evangelicals. There were like movies they were shown where like people's parents disappeared and stuff and just like awful things. I hate it. (laughs) But so this is asking if that if but if like that Jesus coming back is talked about in the first in the first. An advent? Yeah. Oh, no. It says true. Catholics are called to examine their lives, repent and turn to God who will judge between the just and the unjust. I do want to point out that I was at it's probably I think it's the same reading that the 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 Methodists use and I was fully at church on Sunday because I like Advent and I didn't know the answer to this so clearly I was paying attention. No. Number 3. Advent lasts how many days? 40 days until the Christmas sales end, until the groundhog <laughs> appears or 4 God. weeks. Um I think I read something about okay, if I'm going with 4 weeks and I think I read something about that. That it's supposed to represent 4,000 years. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I'm going to also say four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Four weeks. Yeah. I saw something that's like 4,000 years of the Old Testament till like while we were waiting for Jesus. I wonder if somebody like tacked on later. They're like, oh, that works out. Yeah. I was like, "Mm, yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. Finish this lyric stuff. O come, come, Emmanuel and ransom captive. Oh, man, I, this is definitely one of those songs I sing by pronunciation, not by meaning. Israel. Israel. The options are Israel, Pokemon, hostages, or prisoners. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Israel. You would have given it that one Israel. away if you'd given me. You sh- no, those are terrible multiple choice options. Those are, and they're, like, weird given the cer- current situation. Yeah, like, it feels really making me... This says it was published a long time ago, so I think, I mean, not that those things weren't happening, but people weren't talking about them in the same way. Anyway, although many Christmas carols are about Christ's birth, Advent songs like this one speak about preparing and longing for Christ. Um, Okay. Oh, gosh, there's a lot of these. All right, we're going to go. What's Jesus's cousin's name? Is it Joseph, Myron, John the Baptist, or George? John. That is correct. Midas. Okay. When the Virgin Mary announced she was pregnant, everyone was happy. True or false? False. <laughs> I'm going to also say false. Yep. I don't think she was that happy. It says Mary had a hard time explaining to Joseph that she had been visited by an angel of God and was pregnant with God's son. Yeah, think? That would be tough. Yeah. 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 Mary was the mother of who? Oh, my gosh. Wait. Oh. Wait. Oh, it's tricky, though. John the Baptist. Oh. God, but not Jesus. God or Jesus, but not God. I'm going to say Jesus, but not God. Because God's the father. God was the is C. C is just God. I'm going with just God. Oh, you're going to say C. I'm going to say just D. Just me ornery. Yeah. Yeah, do it. It says D. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. But he is God. I'm looking at the wrong one. Oh, my gosh. You were right. It's C. Thank you. (laughs) Since Jesus, her human son, was God, Mary was the mother of God. As we say, the Hail Mary, Mary, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Oh, my gosh. All right. Pray for us sinners. I wonder if that's one of the things that the Catholics feel differently about, because that's a complicated... The Trinity, Mother of God. Well, yeah, Mary. That's given Mary some power. I don't hate it. Let's see. Mary was a teenager when the angel angel told her she would be the mother of God's son. True or false? Oh. I'm going to say true. Um, I'm going to go false. I want to say early 20s, but what do I know? Okay. 
says true she's a teenager i think i've heard like 14 like very young i think i remember 16 at some point but i was like they might have changed that i mean do they really know um it says like even though she was very young she wanted to do god's will which that's a lot to unpack that's not great lesson okay um when john baptized people what river was he in mississippi amazon nile or jordan (laughs) wait what was mississippi nile or jordan was there another option amazon i'm gonna go with jordan yeah it's jordan right d let me see yeah it is d yeah the mississippi went but that's like we're going that didn't happen during advent anyway no they're just coming up with they have nothing to ask about john was in utero um when will the kingdom of god begin when Jesus returns, when Mary conceived Jesus in her womb, when people stop sinning, or the end of the world? Oh my God, I don't know. I thought it was when Jesus came, like, was resurrected. So I'm going to say, re- oh. or, or they mean the rapture. I, I feel like it was like Easter. Oh, but, interesting. Okay. I thought his whole deal, and I don't think the Catholic Church like talks about it this way, but I think, I don't know, I thought his whole deal is like the kingdom of God is here. He's like, we are creating the kingdom of God by like caring about each other. That's what I thought. Oh, so the, you're saying Jesus' birth or conce- conception. Okay, great. Let's see what ha- let's see what this dude has to say. Okay, so I'll say, I'll say B and you're going to say, I don't know. Let's see what it is. Return, but my definition oh, of it. when Mary conceived Jesus in her. Oh. Oh, yeah. B. Great. Good. His miracles and teachings were signs that the kingdom of God had already started as soon as his birth was announced to Mary. Oh, when his birth was announced, that's when it started. That moment. Wow, it's when Gabriel, raised Gabriel, right? Yeah. What does Christmas celebrate? Uh, the birth of Christ. What does Christmas celebrate? The beginning of Lent, Christ's resurrection, the birth of Christ, or the arrival of Santa? Oh, my god. Go with birth. The birth. If I'm wrong on this one. I mean, it also celebrates the arrival of Santa. It does. Yes, it's the birth. Okay. St. Francis was there when Jesus was born. True or false? (laughs) Oh, my God. He wasn't in the same continent. No, he was not alive. He wasn't. People weren't Christians yet. There was no Jesus. No, false. He lived almost 1,200 years after Jesus was born, so it's false. They really don't have enough to talk about for Advent, huh? I guess not. This guy doesn't. No. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph are members of the Holy... <laughs> okay, are you ready? Holy A, Holy Name Society. That was funny to me. That's like I like a, that. B, Holy Club. C, Holy Trinity. Or D, Holy Family. The Holy Club. <laughs> it's the D, Holy Family, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I feel like Catholics are only the only ones who talk about a, the Holy Family. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, just because we love Mary. I think everyone knows they exist, but I don't know if they're holy or not. Yeah, holy family. I like the holy family thing, honestly. I do too. The magi who visited the newborn Jesus were A, wise men from the east, B, types of bugs, C, young young magicians, and D, from the town of Magiopolis. Those are all really good answers, but I'm going to go with A. I really wish like three young boys in top hats were coming to do some tricks for the baby. That would be amazing. I kind of feel like they were young magicians, weren't they? They were like into the stars. They were like, I don't know. They were astronomers or astrologers. Or both. I think it was a little both. Yeah. Wise men from the East were going to say A. I'm going to also say A. Yep. 
It says they studied the stars for signs from God. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like an astrologer. To That's what astrologers mm-hmm. do still, kind yeah. of. Christmas lights are a symbol of Jesus who is the blank of the world. Is it A, Rudolph's nose, Steph, <laughs> B, light, C, sun, or D, flashlight? Oh, my God. Who let this guy write this? Ooh, flashlight. Okay, now light, B. The flashlight of the world. Yeah, he's the light of the world. That's what we say. Yeah. Okay, 16. Oh, the word crash. Crash. We probably covered this in a previous episode. It means A, candy canes in Russian. B, mm-hmm. jump like a French ballet dancer. Yeah. Um, I think that's jeté. C, crush in French. Or D, a representation of the nativity scene. So since I didn't remember this one, thank goodness these multiple choices are... <laughs> insane so when it's tricky yeah it is it's the the french word for a nativity scene right yes beginning in the middle ages christian began to decorate their homes with creches yeah remember we learned i think it's not saying it here but i feel like if this was a thing where saint francis was involved in like right i feel like he we brought that up yeah yeah so he's in there somewhere we just brought him up in a weird mary and joseph traveled from nazareth to blank even though mary was nine months pregnant was it Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Rome, or Egypt? Bethlehem. It was Bethlehem. 18. It was snowing when Jesus was born on the first Christmas. True or false? False. I'm pretty sure it's false. Yep. If it was snowing, though, that would be like a pretty good indicator. Something weird was happening. It would have been weird to have snow in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. 19. The Feast of the Annunciation celebrates. A, the angel's announcement to Mary that she would be Jesus' mother. B, the birth of Jesus. C, Jesus' graduation from college. Oh, my God. Groan. And D, when Jesus told Pontius Pilate he was God. What? I know. B. The birth of Jesus. I think the Annunciation is the angel. I thought it was when she was conceived, but oh, oh, okay. Let's see. That was the conception, but that's why I'm like, I don't know the answer. Oh, when Mary was conceived? No, because no. that's the whole, that's the what? The that's immaculate the conception. Immaculate conception. She's the immaculate. I'm thinking when when Jesus was conceived, I thought maybe oh. I'm, I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, well, the angel's announcement to Mary, is that when he was conceived? Do we know? I feel like that's a trick question. A, the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary meant that God's promises be fulfilled. Okay. So she got inseminated that moment? We don't know, stuff. There was okay. no. I always thought that was like a moment. Some other time. I don't know what I imagined happened. <laughs> I don't know what the time, like, what like the time he was like, are here. you cool with this? Okay, it'll happen in a it's month. Like, yeah, or then you're like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm pregnant. Like, I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right. Joseph found a fancy hotel for Mary to rest in before she went to the hospital to deliver the baby Jesus. It's true, true or false? false? Okay, yeah. false. false. Yeah. There weren't <sighs> even, where, yeah. Hospitals. This is, I, this guy, he's a, maybe he needs to stick to his day job of formation director. Yeah. And, cause As someone who used to write trivia questions, I'm a little appalled. <laughs> little appalled by Yikes. This. Um, well, there we go. That's what the, you, it's false clear. Did I win? And, uh, you win. You win it all, yeah. stuff. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. I hope you had fun playing along at home. Yeah, I feel like Advent, I mean, as we, so the things we don't grow up knowing is like, this is a 
mishmash of different books of the Bible. Like I couldn't tell you which book says that the thing about the no. the inn or whatever. And also it's like, I, mean, we, I think we cover this in past years. We have like our version of how we understand what happened. Like I think we all have this idea that there were like many inns and they knocked at the door and they said they couldn't take them, but it's like actually yeah. not that specific at all. No. But for me, it like was definitely a story that stuck with us because I feel like we really got into this story of re-advent. Well, I mean, sometimes you act it out, kind of. Right. If you're you're, you're at your CCG or Catholic school, right? Or your coloring picture, it takes like it's this. If you know no other story, <laughs> you know this, this is the one. one. Yeah. And then hopefully, probably Easter too. But this is the one, and this is the one. Like as a kid, you can identify. You're like, it's a birthday. Um, it's a birth story. Yeah, it's like, but Easter, you know, has all the pesky like torture, torture and execution. Um, you know, state sanctioned execution. So capital punishment. Yeah, it's harder harder to get into. They got the kids to act out, but not that I haven't seen places where they act out with children. But right, no, and not that they like shied away from talking about that with us or no, 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 yeah. But this is nothing but like good vibes. Although having been pregnant and giving birth, like the duck, that's when it becomes a terrifying story. If you think of like, oh yeah, just being pregnant with nowhere to go. I, I mean, I, I think I've told you this, but like I, when I got to the hospital, I was already nine centimeter. They were oh like, God. I didn't know this at the time, but apparently they had someone follow me down the hall because they thought I wouldn't make it to the room. So yeah, <laughs> like thinking about all that, like they're like, oh, I'm. What if I, where was I? I mean, I have a friend who I gave birth in their car. People do what they have to do, but it's crazy. I mean, they've shut down a couple hospitals around here. So it's further away. Like a lot of people have a really far way to go to get to the hospital. Mm, now. Yeah. I only had a 10 minute drive, thank God. But yeah, it's an actual scary story. And it was, that, that actually is like dangerous. Like It's scary. Whatever. It is scary. I mean, you got to think if I was married, Bless her. Um, but if I was like, okay, God put me, I was like, he better not let me die doing this. <laughs> no, right? He's got to have my back a little bit. Yeah. As a kid, it, it just sounds like a nice, happy story. It's maybe not till you're. Yeah. Once you have a baby, you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> this is the craziest thing. Can, I mean, can you imagine being that pregnant and having had to travel in a car, let alone on a donkey? No. I would have been screaming at Joseph. Yeah. Like, my legs are swollen. I have to pee again. <laughs> like, there's like a movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like from the donkey's point of view. That's oh, people. I have, it's popular. No, I haven't. But we have a book that I think I've mentioned before called Refuge. And it's from the donkey's point of view. But it is a it's like a focus on the Holy Family as refugees that I really love. Yeah. But Mar Mary's always so serene. And I'm like, I don't buy it. No, I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Mm -mm. No. Well, I was going to ask, do you think you're going to Christmas Eve or Christmas Day mass this year? Um. No. Well, no. So I think we will go to church with the kids for the family service at, at our mm -hmm. Methodist church. I have to say I did um, step foot in a Catholic church recently, Steph, and I did not burst into flames. So that's good news. Good job. Because there are a lot of asylum-seeking folks who are arriving in the Chicago area currently on buses that they were they were sent 
mostly from Texas, I think, to a place that is very, very cold and dangerous to be outside. So that is pretty unconscionable. And there's not really the infrastructure for this many unhoused people who are legally not allowed to work, which is also a real problem. So anyway, a lot of the churches in our area are doing things. And the Catholic Church is one of the churches, one of the local Catholic churches to me. And they are providing showers, which I don't know this, but I'm assuming it might be in the old convent because they like have that infrastructure that, uh, you know, Um, so Mm -hmm. they provide showers once a week, not just actually not just to asylum seekers, but any unhoused people who need a shower. And they also have a ton of donations coming in and they need their, they have people sorting. So anyway, I had someone gave me a bunch of coats and I went to drop them off and it was sort of lovely. Like I was, it's like this gorgeous old church. The whole church was just taken up with donations, like piles and piles of clothes and Mm. people sorting. And it was really, it was like a nice little moment. And I just hadn't been in a church where there, I was like, Oh, there's a Virgin Mary. I just hadn't been in a (laughs) Catholic church for a yeah. long time. Um, yeah, I was I was in a Catholic church. But I think for Christmas, we'll probably do the Christmas Eve like family service, which is abridged and interactive. That's sweet. Because my kids couldn't sit through an actual like service meant for grown-ups. No. What about you? The Christmas Eve mass is always what we've gone to. So we're gonna go. I can't imagine not going to Christmas Eve Mass. Like I mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that it's part of your routine. Um, and the church that we go to, Notre Dame, is just gorgeous. It's just really beautiful, and the music is beautiful, and so it's it's very peaceful. Uh, we're I'm, we're gonna try to bring our child. I think I'm not sure yet. Do they have a cry room? No, but like I I don't know. My family, it was oh, I mean, it was always like just come and crying's part of right. it. And I generally have had priests that were like, "Great, baby's here is a good sound." Right, but right. I. I, I mean, I do still watch, like, everyone's like, be quiet to their kids. And I'm just like, yeah, they'll be quiet. I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't know if he'll be able to just sit still. He's not a sit still kind of kid. I brought Henry to church not horribly long ago, which my kids aren't accustomed to. And he was like, I think he didn't really know what he was signing up for. And then once we he went and sat with me, he didn't want to like, they have like a kid's room. He didn't want to go. And then um, at the end he said, why do grownups like boring things? It's a very good question. <laughs> it's a good question. It's We just love church and taxes and <laughs> chores. It's like our favorite. Why have we done this to ourselves? Um, yeah. Oh Capitalism. No. <laughs> this episode has gone longer than I was interested. Has it? Right. We had a lot of Advent we needed to talk about. So, yeah, this is our last episode of 2023. Thank you, as always, for listening. Oh, I wanted to say I would love it if our listeners, if you send in any pictures of any cool Advent calendars you might have or different ideas for Advent calendars, we would love to share those. Yes. Um, I think that would be really fun if you have be like k might have some cool art one out there i don't know um yes post and tag us and we'll, we'll please i would love stories. to see those and Thanks have a merry christmas happy advent yes all those things we want to do a um, special collection because of your particular work at the moment can we direct anything to that so yeah there are a lot of churches including the church i attend that um are housing folks or providing resources for asylum seekers right now. And I mean, talking about like the Christmas story we had, yeah, it is feeling very, uh, there are a lot of echoes of the Christmas story as we think of folks with no, 
no place to go and no room at the inn and seeking shelter. And actually one of the families who's living at the church that I know of, there's a, a baby who was born en route um, while they were wow. walking. So, I mean, you know, walking across South America. Basically yeah. the Christmas story. Yeah. So it's it's real and happening. There's an entity here in Oak Park where I live called the Community of Congregations. That is a multi-faith organization of all different faith congregations in our town. And they are collecting for asylum seekers because there's, again, there's lots of different kinds of not just churches, but temples and mosques and others who are mm-hmm. supporting these folks. So I will link a link where you can donate. Great. Those will go to asylum seeking folks here. All right. Well, Steph and listeners, hope you have a good holiday in whatever way you celebrate. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And also with you. Also with you, Anne.